however. Everybody, if church members, raise your hand, please, and then you guys are going to count. <laughs> okay, so we do have a quorum, so we can go ahead and move forward. Uh, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. So let's see. Uh, Josiah is doing a couple of things here. So he's handing out. Yeah, he, he's got to take notes, but right now he's handing out the ballots to church members that have your name on it. Are there any prayer requests that you would like to mention at this time? Okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, remember uh, the requests that were mentioned at the end of the service this morning. Um, then let's continue praying for missionary John LaBelle. John has just made it back from Sierra Leone. Now, remember, John was uh, our missionary that was close to death with COVID a few months ago and was not expected to live, and they actually called the family in. But he did live, and he's stronger, and he's actually returned uh, for one trip to Sierra Leone. And so he's still doing some physical therapy here in the States, but he was on absolute complete dialysis, dependent upon it to live during his time with COVID. So right now he's not doing dialysis and his kidneys are functioning at 67% on their own. And of course, that's a huge improvement from zero, but uh, pray for him uh, that he'll have full recovery of uh, kidney function. And that way there won't be any question that he can actually relocate to Sierra Leone. But they did have a, a reaceful, uh, recent uh, mission trip over there, and uh, it was very successful. Uh, people saved, and the church that's already there being uh, edified and, and strengthened and established. So we'll uh, continue remembering the LaBelles. Now, um, one of the other things that you should be aware of, if you didn't catch it in the email, and it was mentioned at least one time, but uh, we lost a missionary, uh, the Benokas to Kenya, uh, Lexi, which is the wife, had uh, something, uh, some sickness occur when she was over there in Kenya, so they came back to the States, and they're not able to get that straightened out yet. So uh, George has taken a position at Northwest Valley Baptist Church in um, Tucson, Arizona area, and so they've resigned uh, from International Baptist Mission. So we're down one missionary now, and that may be something that we want to consider in a few weeks after we have a, a few more missionaries come through if we want to take on another missionary. so, uh, But that's not on the agenda today. All right, let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Father, we come to you as God all-wise. Thank you for the wisdom that you have given to us in the scripture, and then also the admonition to uh, ask of you uh, wisdom, and that you will give to us liberally and upbraid us not for asking. So we ask for wisdom during our business meeting. We ask for a spirit of unity that, according to Romans, we may be of one mind and of one mouth, giving glory to God. Lord, we do come to you today for our missionaries. Thank you for John LaBelle having uh, a very successful trip to Sierra Leone recently. We pray that you would continue to strengthen his body uh, as he heals. 
that you might give him full recovery so he can be back on the mission field full-time in Sierra Leone. We do pray for the Binocas. We pray for Lexi and her health, that you'll give the doctors wisdom to figure out exactly how to bring stability and health to her. And uh, Lord, then we pray for the Reddicks, as uh, they were mentioned in our bulletin today. We pray for this underground school that Lisa is helping get started there in Myanmar. We pray for their safety. We pray for the, the pastors and the churches in Myanmar. We pray for the churches in the Philippines to become uh, self-supporting. We pray for the college students in Indonesia to come to know Christ as their Savior. And we pray for uh, their physical safety, and we pray for an open and effectual door of ministry uh, to them there in Southeast Asia. Uh, Lord, we do pray for Peter, that you would bring healing to him. We pray for the unspoken requests that were mentioned today for uh, ourselves and for friends and family. Uh, we do pray for a couple of brothers that are under the weather with COVID, that you would give them full recovery. We praise and thank you in Jesus Christ's name, and God's people together say, Amen. All right, so I would like to uh, give you a short devotional, and then uh, after the devotional, Kate, you can go ahead and cut off the, uh, the live stream at that point. But if you have your Bibles, let's do just a quick survey of the book of Romans, and I think I can do this in five minutes, all right? And if you want to take notes, this will be helpful to you um, to know how to present the book of Romans to newer Christians, and, and we'll go from there. All right, so let's do uh, chapter divisions. All right, Romans 1 through 3. Anybody know the topic? Universal sin of mankind. Everybody's a sinner. And Paul establishes that in the first uh, three chapters. Chapters 4 and 5, do you know the topics? Okay, uh, not exactly God's grace, I mean, that's included, but justification, the just shall live by faith, and how faith alone is necessary for justification. So, justification is the theme of chapters 4 and 5. We are justified by faith and through grace, those are concepts that are mentioned, but it's justification. Um, so condemnation, justification, then chapters 6, 7, and 8. Do you know the theme? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. All right. So chapters 6, 7, and 8 are one unit of thought on sanctification. So sanctification springs from justification. So in chapter 8, verse 1, that's one of the important verses in your Bible. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not uh, according or after the flesh. So that's not talking in a salvation sense. That's talking in a, a salvation sense. I'm sorry, I just said that wrong, didn't I? Yeah. So chapter 6, 7, and 8 are about sanctification. So chapter 8, verse 1, is about a sanctification sense, not a salvation sense. If you're not walking a sanctified life, there is condemnation. God is judging you. He's calling you to repentance. He's calling you to sanctification. So you walk by the Spirit, verse 4, 
and you're going to fulfill the royal law of love and what God expects out of you. All right, and then chapters 9, 10, and 11, a parenthetical thought in the book of Romans. What's the topic? Paul was concerned about the Jews and that he wished himself accursed if his kinsmen could be redeemed. Wow. But chapter 11, they're set aside. Why? Well, because of their unbelief and their refusal to participate with God in sanctification. He had to set them aside. At the end of chapter 11, he says, well, God's not forever done with Israel. There is a day coming when all Israel will be saved, but he's had to set them aside because they're not cooperating with his grace. So the admonition then by application to us is, we as Christians, we're saved just like the Jews. Justification is by faith. We have to be sanctified. And if we're going to be like the Jews and not work with God in his sanctification, then God's going to set us aside. Not that we're not saved, but that we're not useful to him. So he'll just have to set us aside like he did Israel. So that's the warning. Then you pick it up, chapters 12 through 16 is about Christian service. And so that's why chapter 12 starts out with all of the spiritual gifts. Uh, teaching, administration, uh, exhortation compassion, giving, so forth. So use your spiritual gifts. And uh, so that's your basic outline of the book of Romans. Chapters 1 through 3, universal condemnation, mankind is a sinner. Chapters 4 and 5, about justification, how you become just in God's sight is by faith through grace. Chapters 6, 7, and 8 is sanctification, how you grow in Christ is by walking in the Spirit living by faith in the work that God is doing in your life, uh, cooperating with that. Chapters 9, 10, and 11, a parenthetical interruption that, like Israel, if you do not cooperate with God's grace, then you're not going to be a useful Christian. He has to set you aside. But that's not what God is doing. Uh, God has saved you to serve. So chapters 12 through 16, serve him. And, of course, chapter 14 is the great chapter on Christian liberty and love, and that's how we serve one another. So that is a basic outline of the book of Romans. So the exhortation is God has saved you to serve. To serve, you have to be a sanctified vessel. And so I want each of us in the room today to, first of all, number one, are you saved? Because it's an undisputable fact we're all sinners. But are you saved? If not, come to know the Lord in salvation. Number two, are you growing in sanctification? If you're growing in sanctification, that will eventually lead you to serve in your local church by serving your brothers and sisters in the Lord. And we can definitely use more servants. And so cooperate with God's grace. All right, so that's our challenge. Kate, uh, go ahead and cut that off. If you've been listening online, thank you. And now we're going to head into our business meeting.